This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by me. Hi, I'm Tim, the creator and facilitator of the New Evangelicals and host of the New Evangelicals podcast. Original, I know. We are a Jesus-centered and inclusive community that holds space for the folks marginalized by the evangelical church, advocates for accountability in the church, and we help people like you leave that cold, dark, and damp basement of evangelical fundamentalism behind to explore the rooms of the Christian tradition together. You can check out our podcast to hear from all kinds of amazing guests who are way smarter than me, and even a few episodes where I get to rant to our podcast producer about how dangerous Christian nationalism is. Ah, good times. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts or slide into our DMs on Instagram at The New Evangelicals. Thanks. G'day and welcome back to another episode of the Artist Digest podcast where we seek to understand polarizing ideas that divide us and we choose dialogue over division. That's a little bit different to what the algorithm chooses. Look at us bucking the trend. Yes, the algorithm really does not favor uh, when you attack things from multiple sides. No, they do really not like that. Like that. No. And neither do the people in the comments. This guy's an <laughs> no. idiot. Oh, don't, oh, we're just trying to explore new ideas. Give us a break. My name's Conrad. My name's Alice. Alice, we're always fascinated by the tribes that form around different disagreements. They become political in nature. This week... We wanted to escape our echo chamber and take a brief look, a brief tour of the war-torn landscape between the two sides, the two camps. Now, if you look at our branding or anything like that, you'll notice it's a war-torn landscape. I've been trying to like ease it in there and there's like an A-bomb going off. It's like this World War II scene because that's what it's like when you're trying to talk about ideas that are challenging, polarizing, that people disagree with. Yes, it does feel like you're either walking on eggshells or, according to your pictures, a landmine. I've certainly stepped on landmines that I did not anticipate and had entire relationships, long-standing relationships just blow up. Oh, yeah, I felt sorry for you. Yeah, Alice, Alice posted our porn episode. Everyone's like, oh, what? How could you, Alice? And you're like, oh, if you read the description, it, it shows that, that we're just exploring different perspectives and, and that we it's think called that's debate, okay. guys. <laughs> yes, it's called debate. How many oh, times I thought... can I explain? We flip a coin. Hey, guys, reminder, we flip a coin. <laughs> hey, guys, friendly reminder. I even have a GIF going on the Instagram story of like a sticker oh, of a no. coin toss and people still managed to overlook that part although i spoke to a guy on youtube comments who was like Mm -hmm. oh blah 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 and i was like oh i'm sorry was it not clear enough and i was actually genuine sounding like i'm sarcastic it was actually genuine it was not clear enough with the coin for the beginning he's like oh now you mentioned it i can see it but it needs to be clear for these reasons so i'm thankful to that guy because maybe it's maybe it's us alice we're the problem we got to be more clear at communicating so hopefully yes. we get we'll there. We'll just have so a coin trying. flipping the entire time on the side just there, <laughs> like with a flashing like, warning, like like that that may not a, a be constant. Our exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, because <laughs> our opinions determine what tribes we belong to, and therefore how acceptable we are. Yes, to the tribe, and we're just pissing off all tribes. So let's continue so that tribes. trend now. I'm right and you're wrong. Listen up. Once you start labeling people. Categorizing of humans and ideas. You have desensitized yourself to the humanity of that other human being, to who they really are. And in the marketplace of ideas. These things are complicated, man. We all need to engage with a variety of viewpoints. A genuine multicultural connection with another. I mean, sometimes you don't need to agree or disagree. You just need to sit with it and digest. 
If you like small town mystery, crazy news, and wild history, then the Florida Men on Florida Man podcast is for you. Each week, Josh Mills and Wayne McCarty bring you the absolute best Florida has to offer. So if you're looking for a show that's safe for the family, but funny enough to help you escape everyday life, then listen to the Florida Men on Florida Man podcast. That's Florida Men, plural, on Florida Man podcast. As friends of the show in the podcast land, they see, they hear you're American, they hear I'm Australian. So in ways we're similar in culture, like I, as friend, podcasting friends of the show know, I like to watch US politics, but there's similar trends to it. And so I'm curious, Alice, as we doom scroll the algorithms this week, what has the algorithm been serving up to you that you notice, oof, there's an issue that we are divided in society and that tribes form around. And I'm curious to just hear what's going on in America in your doom scroll feed. What, if, what is it? Conrad, what is always going on in the American doom scroll feed? <laughs> I feel like I know what it is. Shooting after shooting after okay. shooting after yes. shooting. Guns, yes. guns, guns, guns. Okay. Our headlines yep. will never be empty of them. There is not a day that goes by, I feel like, where I don't hear of a new shooting. And already we're like five months into 2023, and there's been over 200 mass shootings in my country. So, yeah, it's like every single day, multiple wow. times a day. It is. And, and we see it sometimes, the big ones flip through to Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. with when there's kids involved. And, oh, like, the, that's the this week – it's it's a never-ending debate between Americans of what to do about the problem An of guns. tribal war, yeah. What compelled this to be the first thing that came to my mind when, when yeah. you suggested doing this little st- segment, there was um, a shooting that took place, so two Texas shootings uh, in, the, in the past week. One of them took place Ooh. in a neighborhood, and one was a, in a neighborhood. Um, some dude, he had a baby who was trying to sleep, and his neighbor was firing uh, his gun in the backyard, oh, just I heard about literally this. shooting the shit. And the guy knocks with the baby, knocks on the doors, like, hey, man, do you mind, like, maybe not shooting? I have a six-week-old trying to, to sleep. Uh, the person he asked, Francisco, what's his butt? I don't even care to like re- remember his name. Yeah, but the know. shooter um, got mad and came inside the house with the baby and shot up a bunch of kids, a bunch of adults. Whoa. The baby lived because um, one of two women were covering the youngest, the smallest children. The children lived, the women died. Um, just horrific. And then the dude, the shooter, like that was on the lamb for a little bit. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was I mean, they're all bad. Right. But this was like it, I, I, I wouldn't say it was a mass shooting like America's standard mass shooting. It was yeah. like more personal and it was provoked. Yeah. One might argue. I I mean, if you can call yeah. that provoked anyway. Yeah. And then the more recent one was at a at, a, at an outlet mall. And this one just oh. happened um, like a couple days ago. And like for one instance, one headline, the latest on the deadly Texas outlet mall shooting. Um, eight people were killed. At least seven others were wounded. The shooter was killed by the police. Um, so it's just a never ending stream here in the States. And, and yeah, like I, the world (laughs) is always critiquing us. I think, I think Americans, um, and guns are probably the biggest criticism I hear from non-Americans, whether they're in. Yeah. It gives us Aussies a right level of superiority over you every time and i'm like hey we got our issues too but every time it's yep. like yeah but you guys and your guns i got 99 problems but guns aren't one <laughs> no that is right that is correct yeah, yeah. So, so so then you've got you've got your two tribes and yeah. so tell me 
give me like put on your Republican hat. You come from Trump country originally. What's the pro-gun argument that that, that I think you think is the best, the best pro-gun argument that you've got? It is the right to bear arms is enshrined as our second amendment. It is part of the literal fabric that makes the United States what it is. It's in the documentation. It's your point of of difference. It's your branding. Yeah. Like, hey, we get guns because we're American. Yes. And so so this country was founded on a revolution, as most people know. Um, it was settled uh, largely by by Brits, and it used to belong to the King of England back in the day. And the Revolutionary War came because the king wanted taxes. Mm, I watched Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, we, we won that war because we had arms. Um, if, had if, yeah. Because we had the guns. And had so... Guns. The United States would not exist if its citizens were not armed. And it was like a rag. That's, that's the myth, right? The country myth. The, well, it's, it's like I would part argue of the fabric it's of factual too. No, I mean like, like myth is like identity, story. Oh, um, yes. Identity like, yeah, for sure. It's built on like that's what happened, but it, it's turned into something bigger than just, oh, by the way, we used guns. Like every war uses guns to either win or lose, yeah. right? But it's yeah. like uniquely interpreted through this lens yeah. of, we had this right and that is why we're free. So it's almost like I'm hearing like this argument of we are, our, we owe our freedom to yeah. guns. Also yeah. another strong argument that I hear from, uh, from Trump land, as you put it, is if our police force is armed, um, yeah. so should our citizens be, especially when we have police force wrongfully killing people. If the argument is, if you've got an armed police force, then you need an armed citizenry because you don't trust your police force or your government, which exactly. is also a cultural thing Americans have. Uh, Local militia. Then, that's a very American then, thing. Then that's the argument for guns like AR-15s because, you know, the, the Aussie yeah. coming in being like, mate, you don't need them for hunting and blah, blah, blah. Like just actually learn to shoot and kill the pig with one bullet instead of 10 or something. Uh, but then yeah. they go, then that argument says, no, no, because the military have epic guns. So we also need to be able to match firepower because in our, in our mythos, when, when, yeah. when Americans come for you, when the government comes for you, you need to be prepared for this scenario. Uh, and we need, we need you, you could argue, we need automatic weapons. We need flipping Uzis and miniguns and whatever the military has because we need to be able to fight. If that's your argument, right? Okay. And then, yeah. and then the arguments against guns going around in mm-hmm. the Democrats, what's the, what's the best they have? They're killing people right and fucking left. They're killing kids. I think that's the hard data, just the numbers. And like, yes, other things besides guns are killing people. Like I just was reading a story of uh, someone who ran their car over a bunch of people and killed them. Like we know this happens in other countries that do have stricter gun laws. Like if someone wants to commit a mass murder, they're going to find a way, whether it's through stabbing people, running them over the car, blowing up a bomb, suicide bomb. Like there's... So it is many hard ways. to commit a mass murder with it, one knife. I mean, you could get it a is, couple you're not, depending how fit you are. You're going to be quite a fit mm-hmm. person to, yeah. Fatalities are just a lot higher when you have these very high capacity magazine, very rapidly shooting yeah. weapons. Uh, and and so I'd say that's the strongest argument against them is like whether we want to acknowledge it or believe it or subscribe to it or not. Like the fact is like, how how many kids need to die you know and and here well, and here's a controversial right? thing it's yeah i i i think that all of i 
I don't, I don't know how many kids would need to die, but like, I do know he, he, here's my one controversial thing that I think I've been seeing stirring in the, in the, in the ethos. Um, should we start showing pictures of child I've victims of gun violence? I've heard this. I think it would be very powerful for a time. And I do think that just like everything else, it will lose its power and potency if they're not released in the right timing. When the right Senate, the right, the people in the in the House, like because of the way that our government system's set up, one of the reasons why we don't have stricter gun control, even though 71% of Americans, including half of Republicans, want uh, stricter gun control laws, there's a political gridlock happening that's preventing nationwide um, regulation over guns. And so there's a lot of states that have been able to pass gun control measures um but you'll still see mass shootings in those states like california is a good example it's a big state um has some of the strictest gun control laws in our country and tons of mass shootings all the time the chinese new year 2023 opened with mass shootings so it's like um yeah like in (laughs) with uh in asian massage we don't hear about yeah over here it's just constant it's just constant the problem so those are the two camps uh it's basically you know there's different categories you can put put stuff in and i think this one is like just the endless political chip this issue as as far as i understand it as far as what i heard and i need to fact check this data the majority of americans are for gun control Associated press article uh from last year it says that according to the associated press slash NORC Center for Public Affairs, 71% of Americans say that gun laws should be stricter, including about half of Republicans and the vast majority of Democrats and a majority of those in gun-holding households. So, wow. So, so are, like, the question is, is America truly divided on this issue? And the answer seems to be no. I'll save my personal opinion for the Super Friends of the show, just post-recording. But I think if I proxy the punter of Australia and our issue – like American friends of the show, there was a mass shooting, Port Arthur, um, 80s, 80s, I believe, conservative prime minister rolled in, did a buyback, bought all guns, you can't have any semi-automatic, you can't have a handguns, you can have hunting Wait, bought rifles. them back, like paid the yeah. citizens to surrender yeah. their, wow, yeah. how much buyback. do you know? I don't know. I'd probably like the value of the gun or more. I'm sure okay. I'm sure gun lovers probably are like, oh, they ripped us off or whatever. I don't, I don't know. But the government bought back. You had to surrender your wow. guns and they would buy it off you. So they, wow. it was a mass buyback. And we haven't had a mass shooting since. So that's the stat that like Americans will bring up going, look what Australia did. But it was a different time when politics was like, there's, there's footage of our conservative prime minister getting booed in the farmland and stuff. And he's like, we have to do it. And he's, I think he's just like, but we just have to. Like, what do you, what do you want? Like, we just have to do this because of this, this, this. And it was, mm-hmm. I guess, and he was rewarded long-term for it because Australians are actually all for gun, like probably 90% are mm-hmm. for gun control. I think there are our fringe politicians that think it's too strict. I mean, mm. it is quite strict. Um, it is like, if you want to go hunting, you need a gun license, then a hunting license. Then you need a bolted rack in your car to mm-hmm. transport the gun you need a lock storage in your home and they can audit you and stuff and come out and go we just need to see your guns that are registered to your house we need to see it's in a in a gun cabinet that's bolted to the floor so there's all these sorts of things mm-hmm. so yes you can own guns but they're very select few versions of guns you got to be a member of a hunting club or something i don't know too much i'm just kind of guessing mm-hmm. but that's the australian mm-hmm. landscape on it and 
if you you ask you ask anyone on the street like do we need more guns should we have guns and the answer is no like i, I think but our police our police do carry guns which is an interesting thing because i know uk police don't so that would be mm-hmm. that maybe that would be the debate we would have like, should our cops carry guns because it can increase incidences like should we just have a special gun unit and most cops using other tools rather than violence to deal with crimes because most crimes aren't violent crimes and i do think that when you live in a rural area you there's something to be said for about being able to defend your family your kids from from predators and and your livestock your cattle so mm-hmm. uh, or chickens whatever it is like i i think that i just felt like that American was worth acknowledging i've never sounded that. more american <laughs> <laughs> you just Are gotta you defend your family and your livestock <laughs> i mean that's your livelihood oh my god it's a strong talking point when we're talking about strong like trump land it's rural land shotgun on the porch yes yes that is well and australia has a lot of cattle too so let me ask do you know much about the cattle industry in your country your continent ain't that violent so we don't have any like any kind of predators that you don't have wolves bears mountain lions right and and that's that's all they like they hunt pigs they can shoot roos and stuff but once again like i guess that's not the gun debate right any far every farmer has a gun that i know they just have a oh, gun oh what do they use them for for shooting pigs and and uh, kangaroos pigs. if there's too many or if they like you can yeah there's okay. things you can hunt for, for you're talking about like wild so, pigs yeah 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 okay okay that's, that's probably or deer like people go hunting deer in the forest but the type of gun you have you just can't really do a mass shooting with it like you, you might get one mm-hmm. shot off and it's a hard gun to aim like i've shot mm-hmm. i've shot one oh illegally because i don't have a gun license my friend had a gun and i was like <laughs> like it's this is like bolt action right like there's mm-hmm. five bullets or three bullets in the in the in the in the magazine and you're like you shoot and then you're like nah, 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 nah. like you're, yeah, not, yeah, you're yeah. not doing a mass shooting with that sort of thing so it's like but no. you will shoot a pig or a deer or whatever like you're trying to mm-hmm. defend your family from i suppose um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of like real farmers that I know, like they've really been faced with these issues. But yeah, like I, like it's, you imagine it's this real. family that are living in a tent, and there's this mountain lion outside. It's like, honey, I gotta go protect the family. Mm-hmm. Get the mm-hmm. AR. <laughs> it's like just so, just close the door, bro. Shut the window. Uh-huh. Maybe don't live in a tent. You're in a house. <laughs> yeah. Australians are not divided on that. We've solved it. For you, it's a perennial kind of war. For us, it's. It's just been entirely, it has been entirely solved. There are fringe politicians that want to deregulate more, but it will not win a popular vote. Like Australians, mm. we like rules and this one has served us very well. And it, it's our point of superiority over Americans being like, look, we solved it. We solved it. Like, look at us. We're so much better. That's kind of the <laughs> arrogance that we might have towards Americans. Um, but yeah, so, okay. Um, Alice, Australia, yeah. I've been doom scrolling Australia. And here's a here's a fringe issue, which I'm going to categorize as like a short skirmish of divisiveness. I believe it will be solved this year, and then I think it will disappear, never to really resurface again in the same form that it is. Ooh, and that okay. is, it's very niche, because this is what's going up in Australia right now. It's called the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. So, Indigenous to Voice briefly. to Parliament. Yes. Okay. We are about to have a referendum that is going to put indigenous rights, indigenous groups or reference them in the constitution. So we need a referendum to change the constitution. 
and it's going to include the phrasing of sorts that says voice to parliament, which I think is going to mean that the parliament legislate a group that is elected representatives from Indigenous groups that then gets to advise the government on any policy pertaining to that group. So I guess they get together a group of people and they say, oh, we're going to pass this, this law for this group. And then they go, oh, they just get a direct advisory body. I suppose that's what it is. And so, but we have to, we have to vote as Australians. Mm -hmm. Like most of the states need to be for it and most of Australians, it needs to be above these all be above 50% or even 70% or something. It's a really high threshold. Only, and now I'm going to put to these numbers, fact check it, like eight referendums out of 60 have passed in Australian history. So oh, wow. they're trying, they, they, um, so proponents of this, like people in the pro camp are going to say that this, this will give Indigenous people more access to advise government resulting in better policies for our Indigenous population this is what they say Indigenous people have asked for. So then the argument is, well, this is what they're asking for. Why would we stand in their way? They told us we wanted this, but then there are obviously people opposing that. They want to put it in the constitution so that, because you could legislate something like this, but then the next government could just wipe it out. So they're trying to make it more permanent. Mm -hmm. The Conservatives are opposing this. So the government that just left office, they just got voted out. They are coming out hard against this and campaigning to get people to not vote for the referendum. Because I guess we'll get a question, do you think blah, 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 Indigenous Voice of Parliament, yes or no? And they're pushing for people to say no. And I was watching a and bit about this. And what are their arguments? This. So this is the, mo the, most, the, most, the most arguments I've – the most research I've done is probably 20 minutes. 20 minutes on this, but I was listening to like the politicians. I was getting their arguments. So Peter Dutton, the leader of our Liberal Party, which is our Conservative Party, said mm -hmm. it won't work. He's just like, oh, it won't work. Um, it won't improve the actual on the ground conditions. So kind of you're wasting your time. He argues it will change the government too drastically. He argues that not all Indigenous people want this and his brand new Minister for Indigenous Affairs or Shadow Minister, because obviously it's the opposite minister, is an Indigenous person. It is an Indigenous woman who is very anti this this measure. So, hmm. yep, people, Indigenous people do it. It's not like a monolith. So there are um, things like that. He argues it will be like, oh, more bureaucracy and more government in the way. That's leaning into the conservative talking point, I guess, that argument there of too much government. But the specifics to it is that it says he doesn't want to introduce race into the constitution. And then people hmm. argue and say it's already in there. So he's like, I don't want to make a race-based constitution that singles out one race, but then people, constitutional scholars go, it's already in there. And so is not it? introducing it. It's Yeah, but I don't know how. <laughs> I haven't, okay. To be honest, Alice, <laughs> haven't read the constitution. Don't know. Okay, so okay. That's what the legal scholars said. Our, our country had to, had to um, revise itself to allow black and indigenous people the right to vote. Uh, to I be believe we did too. I believe that's yeah. potentially what it was, yeah. Potentially okay. a similar, similar thing the, the the Western colonial powers ended up yep. doing, isn't it? It's a common it trend around the world. Um, and and then I think he's like, oh, the wording's too broad. So they're the arguments against it. Uh, but Alice, is Australia really actually split on this, or are we just being shammed into another culture war to make money mm. for the algorithm and the media outlets? Uh, what do you think? I, there's one poll. Well, we will find out in the referendum, which is yet to, probably this year. And then it shall be over, I believe. But the pre-polling suggests that, and pollers, who can trust them? 
but it was done by YouGov. So that's semi-reliable, I think. I don't know. But they did a poll and they said, would you support a national voice to parliament? And 51% of Australians said yes. And 34% said no. And then obviously 15 undecided. Is that missing a percent? No, mm. it's not. That's, that's 100. So I don't know if that is split. So people say a majority of Australians are for it. And if you're looking at the who's against it, it's only 34%. But it's not like an 80%. So are we that divided on it? We will find, we will find out on, on that issue there. Wow. Interesting. So in your social spheres, like with the fellow Australians that you follow on social media, is this oh, yeah. a trending divisive topic where people like, I don't know how often you're the, uh, do you call them Aborigines or the indigenous peoples to Australia? Uh, I don't, I don't mean to be politically to be honest, insensitive here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, dance around that one. I've defaulted okay. to because when I was going through university, I heard that Aborigine was not the correct term. I believe it was Aboriginal. Okay. And so I was like, Aboriginal. okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it's shifted to Indigenous or uh, First Nations or... Okay. They're, they're the t- so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Do you see like memes going around and your Instagram stories from your Australian friends being like, Mm. yes, support indigenous voices and like, let's get this in the constitution or, and do you also see the opposite of that of like, no, let's not racialize the constitution. Like, are you seeing, um, Um, from my, from my punter on the ground research of my anecdotes of relationships, I would say most millennials, most people Mm -hmm. of my generation would go, yeah, I guess if that's what they, if that's what people are asking for, like what's, what's it on me? Like, yep, I'm mm-hmm. for it. And then there's obviously a lot of vocal activists being like, you know, support this. A lot of prominent indigenous uh, leaders have come out and said, we've been fighting for this for a long time. We really want it. So the general culture is a progressive one that says, yes, we're all for it. Corporations are for it. Of course they would be. It doesn't cost them anything. So they'll generally, if you, I think if you look at corporations, they'll, they'll tell you what most people are thinking because mm. they want to make money. So if most people were thinking the opposite, you'd see them kind of probably resist it a little bit. Um, okay. So And then generally like boomers would um, would probably be against it and that's where you'd hear the arguments, oh, we don't want to introduce race into the constitution. And then, um, so I guess in my spheres, it would be like 80% of people would be for it and then probably more older people would potentially be anti it. And I think, I think that's the general sentiment. So in my circles, it would seem very common, um, but obviously I'm younger, more progressive. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what mm. that would pop up. And I suppose that's the thing. If you're in your, di- if you're in a different echo chamber, you're looking around, going, everyone's anti this. How is this going to get up? Hmm. Okay. So for super friends of the show, I would like to know, uh, Conrad, what do you think about this proposed referendum? What am I going to vote? Yeah. What am I going to vote? Okay. Good vote? question, Alice. Super friends. People don't change. They don't change. 